and the word manna literally means what is it? Because they would look at it and go, I don't even know what this is, but somehow miraculously God is feeding us. And God's like, listen, I fed you with a food that you didn't know after taking away a food that you were very familiar with. You are listening to the Hope Valley Podcast, a weekly production of Hope Valley Church in Winchester, Virginia, with your host, Pastor Sam Rogers. Well, hello and welcome to Sunday Morning with Hope Valley Church. I'm Pastor Sam. I'm the lead pastor here at Hope Valley. And today uh, we're starting a new series about the wilderness. You know, there are seasons in our life of following Jesus. And just like storms, Seasons come and go without our permission. One of these seasons is a time of dryness and isolation. It's otherwise known as the wilderness. This is also sometimes called the wall or a dark night of the soul. You know, in the wilderness, we lose things that used to nourish us. We experience a loss of direction. We may feel like God is distant and silent. We may lose joy and and satisfaction in the things that used to be life-giving. But these seasons are no accident. They are from God. He intentionally leads us through the wilderness so that certain things within us can die. Things like pride, greed, luxury, irritability, gluttony, envy, laziness, and many others. You know, throughout the Bible, we see many stories of people being led through the wilderness by God, sometimes literally and sometimes figuratively. In the wilderness, we experience different things within us begin to die. God is, you know, he's using these little deaths to empty us in order to draw us into a deeper life in him. In the wilderness, we're, we're being tested. Will we be faithful and obedient in the middle of these losses? Sadly, many Christians fail this test. They, they turn back and never make it through the wilderness. And yet, to become a mature man or woman in Christ, there really is no other way. And so in this series, we will explore four different kinds of death that God uses in the wilderness to, uh, to, you know, to empty us uh, so that we may be filled to a greater level with Him. You know, the first of these deaths is starvation. You know, and this happens when you lose access to the things that used to feed your soul or you simply don't find them nourishing anymore. And when this happens, you begin to feel desperate for comfort. Another kind of death that we experience in the wilderness is disillusionment. And, and this happens when the things you value and admire are exposed as frauds or, or they lose their importance. And when this happens, you begin to feel disappointed, misled, and disoriented in the world. Uh, another kind of death we experience in the wilderness is exposure. You know, this happens when your failures and, and your limitations and your inadequacies come to the surface and can no longer be denied or, or covered up. Often this feels very public and humiliating. And the last kind of death we experience in the wilderness is that of detachment. And this happens when you lose connection to the things that gave you meaning, identity, community, and purpose. You begin to feel isolated and directionless. But in each of these deaths, God is crafting for us a deeper life in Him. Consider the reflections of Hezekiah 
after coming out of such a wilderness. In Isaiah 38:17, he simply says, Behold, it was for my welfare that I had great bitterness. You know, when I first moved uh, to Winchester, my wife and I and our kids moved to Winchester a little over four years ago uh, to pastor Hope Valley Church. Um, you know, there's actually, in, in so many ways, it was a great time and, and I'm really, really happy for it. Uh, but also the reality is that in many ways it was very difficult. And, and one of the things that I, I knew to expect going into it, but I was still kind of shocked by the effect of it, was when we moved, you know, 400 miles to a different state uh, with, with no one that we knew, uh, there's this daily loss of just so many relationships that we had become accustomed to. You know, um, I lived in Toledo my entire life uh, before moving to Winchester. And uh, I almost didn't, ha you know, think through what it was going to be like to, uh, to lose all the close relationships. It's not like these relationships are over, but you don't have the daily interaction with people that you're familiar with and that, you know, know you well. And, 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 and so when, I, when we moved here, I just remember ending almost every day just feeling like I was in a social desert, right? Uh, like I was cut off from this life-giving food of quality time that I had become accustomed to with all of the close friends that I had had. Uh, and so, you know, I'm not alone in experiencing deserts like that. Seasons of starvation really is what it was. Uh, I'm not alone in that. And, and, you know, in one way or another, uh, we all experience seasons like this where we've been, you know, deprived of things that used to feed and nourish us. Um, you know, we've all gone through a season when things that filled our tank uh, and sustained us or, or comforted us were either, you know, they were taken away or they just stopped working. They, you know, they didn't have the effect that they used to have, right? Uh, and this can be things like work. Uh, it can be things like, you know, hobbies, uh, socialization time that we were accustomed to, um, things that we do for relaxation, recreation. Maybe your schedule gets busy and, and you can't go spend the time uh, with your hobby or a recreation that you were used to. And, and so you begin to feel dry and thirsty and just kind of starving for that thing that used to feed you. Or maybe like me, you went through a season where uh, people that you were close to were now really far away and you couldn't have that daily closeness and, and conversation and quality time with them like you were used to. And, and so in so many ways, you know, we can all think of times in our lives when we've been starved, when we've been in this wilderness experiencing that kind of starvation. You know, another way that we experience this is is, is, you know, maybe we're going through a season where it feels like God isn't talking to us. We don't feel his presence. Uh, we don't feel the same joy that we, we you know, maybe one time felt uh, during, you know, time with the church or in our own personal prayer life or reading the Bible. Maybe there was a season uh, where, you know, you read the Bible, you pray, and you just felt the Spirit of God close to you and, and you felt the joy of his presence. And, and then you go through a season where, no matter how much you pray, no matter how much you read your Bible, it feels like God is uh, distant, uh, and, you know, far from you, uh, silent, right? And this is another kind of starvation that we experience in our life with God, right? And so starvation really is a kind of death in that we lose things 
that were sustaining us. So what is God doing in this? Like, why is God starving us of the things that we used to rely on? That's kind of the question we want to explore today. So let's turn to Deuteronomy uh, chapter 8, verse 2, because in this passage, we see a little bit of a recap of why the entire nation of Israel had to go through a 40-year wilderness experience. And that was a, you know, it wasn't a figurative wilderness they were in. It was a very literal wilderness they were in. And in Deuteronomy, as Moses is, you know, kind of unpacking uh, the reasons behind that, we, we find ourselves here in chapter 8, verse 2. And, and he says, Remember how the Lord your God led you through the wilderness for these 40 years, humbling you and testing you to prove your character and to find out whether or not you will obey his commands. Yes, he humbled you by letting you go hungry and then feeding you with manna, a food previously unknown to you and your ancestors. And he did it to teach you that people do not live by bread alone. Rather, we live by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. You know, it's a pretty fascinating story if you don't know that one. Uh, there was a season when they were in the wilderness, they had no food, and God would literally rain down every day this kind of bread-like um, you know, uh, thing that they could eat, and it sustained them. And, and the word manna literally means, what is it? Because they would look at it and go, I don't even know what this is, but somehow, miraculously, God is feeding us. And God's like, listen, I fed you with a food that you didn't know after taking away a food that you were very familiar with. And so one of the ideas we want to be thinking through as we continue in this lesson today is that God will constantly take your food away in order to bring you to his table. God will take your food away to bring you to his table. It's one of the things that God is doing in the wilderness. And why is this? You know, in the starvation, what's happening is that the Lord is drawing us to a deeper level of dependency on him. That's what he's doing, right? He's taking away things that, uh, that we're feeding on in order to teach us to feed on Him and the power of His Spirit. You know, God knows that the easy access to, we'll call them lesser foods, right? Um, and some of these foods are still good, right? Friendship and, and, and hobbies and recreation, these are good things. They're actually blessings of God in our lives. But compared to Him, they are lesser foods, and so God will starve us of these things in order to draw us, draw our attention to him, right? He's, he, he's taking away lesser foods that distract us from feeding on the true food of his spirit. Uh, look here in Isaiah 55 verse 2. It says, Why spend your money on food that does not give you strength? Why pay for food that does you no good? Listen to me and you will eat what is good. You will enjoy the finest food. And so God uses the loss of lesser things to help you realize how much more satisfying He is. Psalm 34, 8 offers us this encouragement. It says, Taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those 
who take refuge in him. So in a season of starvation, when God is removing things from your life that had sustained you, what should you do? That's kind of the question now, right? Okay, God's doing this. He's taking my food away in order to draw me to his table. So what should I do? What should we do? What should you do? When you're in a season of starvation, what you need to do is desperately pursue the Lord. Okay, but like, how do you do that, right? Of course, that's a million dollar question. First thing, and this is going to sound really basic, but I'm really going to encourage you to actually do it because it is one of the practical steps we all need to learn to do more diligently. And that is to spend intentional, quiet time in prayer alone. Okay, if you're going through a season of starvation the way I've described it today, one of the things God is drawing you to is himself in quiet, solitary prayer time. And if that's not been a part of your life right now, then it's a safe bet that that is one of the things that God is drawing you into. And so you've actually got to set time away and go, you know what? I'm being starved of so many things. I'm actually going to put time on my calendar in my day. I'm going to stop what I'm doing. I'm going to go spend time in prayer with the Lord, right? Pay attention when you're there. Here's what you want to do. You want to, you want to pay attention to what is happening in your soul. Like, how is God using your hunger to invite you closer to him? The other thing you need to do uh, during these seasons is you need to refuse to chase quick meals, right? This is kind of the, the challenge in Isaiah 55, right? Like, why are you spending your money and your time and your effort on food that's not really feeding you, on things that aren't really satisfying you when you could be going to God being deeply, permanently satisfied in Him, and so when we're going to do that, we're going to have to refuse to chase the quick meals or, or you can think of them like a mirage in the desert, right? These things that promise, you know, sustenance and joy and, and satisfaction, uh, but they really disappoint. You know, there's a lot of things that we turn to in our lives and, and they probably make us feel better, right? They make our bellies feel full for a moment, but they're quickly gone and and often leave us with a really bad aftertaste, even hungrier than we were before. So we have to identify what those things in our lives are. And then we have to go, you know, I'm not going to go after that mirage in the desert anymore. I'm not going to go after that quick, easy meal because it doesn't really satisfy me. It doesn't really fix the problem. And actually, it usually makes me even hungry for more so it's increasing my hunger. It's not satisfying it, right? And, and, you know, I really do believe that if we could all learn to do this, if we could all learn to eat from God's table, one of the benefits we would see is that we would become like these, you know, all-weather people, right? Like people who can survive in any environment, able to do that because we're no longer dependent on the environment to feed us because we're learning to let God feed us. And so in any environment, even a mental, emotional, spiritual desert, we can be happy and whole and satisfied because the Spirit of God is what is sustaining our life, not these quick, easy fixes that we've been 
feeding off of so far. And so by learning to do this, all together we'll become like these all-weather people who are really able to thrive in any environment. Before we go, uh, I want you to leave, I want to leave you with some questions uh, that uh, I hope will help you kind of go deeper with this topic and just kind of reflect on it. Because you know, the more you think about this, it's kind of a it's just kind of some deep issues we're talking about here, right? And and it's going to take some time to really unpack and think through. So use these questions this week. Pray through these questions this week to go a little bit deeper with this topic. All right. First one is, what do you turn to when you're empty? thing alone. Secondly, what might you be doing that is extending your stay in the wilderness? And the third question is what food is God trying to take away from you? Now, I know those are some heavy questions and you probably are nowhere close to having an answer for those right now. And that's okay because I want you to think about it. I want you to pray about it. I want you to let God speak to you because if you're in a season of starvation or you've been through one, um, you're definitely going to face another one in the future. And so these are some things we want to start to unpack and process. Because again, in the season of the wilderness, in the starvation, God is doing something deep and rich within us. If we learn how to lean into it and chase after him in a, in a deeper, more faithful way than we have before. All right. I'm really looking forward to continuing this series as we go on. There's going to be about four parts in this uh, series as we learn about what God is doing in the wilderness. So I hope you'll uh, join us for those as well. But hope this has been a helpful and a blessed time for you. And we just really, uh, just uh, really appreciate you taking the time to be with us today. So uh, we love you. Uh, be blessed. Have a great day. We are so glad you have joined us today. To learn more about Hope Valley Church and get access to free resources, just go to www.hopevalley.church. Hope Valley is a church based in Winchester, Virginia that meets in homes around the region. So if you'd like to find out more about home churches, how they work, and how to locate one near you, just go to hopevalley.church/house. Thanks again for joining us, and may God bless you today.